I don't know how much credence are you putting into judge feeling like there's something coming. I, I said on that episode, remember everything he says to the media is extremely calculated. So that was not a mistake. Either right. he knows something is coming or in my head, he's trying to nudge them to do something. You are locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Stacey. We got... A lot of questions today for our FML Friday episode. We're going to be touching on a whole bunch of things today, guys. We're going to talk about Anthony Volpe today. We're going to hit up on Clay Holmes, the bullpen, some generic MLB questions. We have a whole bunch of things we wanted to get to here today. So thank you for replying to those pinned comments all week long. First week of spring training. So let's go ahead and jump into our first question. I was debating we were going to talk on this regardless, but then, of course, we got asked about it. So this question is coming from... uh, Rikia channel 9317 asking us what do you think of judge judge's comments that another move is on the way and what percentage do you think the Yankees will get Snell or Montgomery Stacy the rumor mill is still hot here still running because there are still plenty of free agents who haven't signed yeah we broke down judge's press conference the other day but we didn't dive into this I don't know how much credence are you putting into judge feeling like there's something coming i i said on that episode remember everything he says to the media is extremely calculated so that was not a mistake either he knows something is coming or in my head he's trying to nudge them to do something yeah i think i think he's trying to nudge them to do something um i don't think he would like show his hand that much i don't think i think he's trying to be like guys i think we need to do one more thing I don't know what that means. You know, I mean, it could be mean anything at this point, but um, the percentage Snell or Montgomery, I don't know. I feel like the price on Snell is going up. It seems because it feels like the Yankees will be forced to try and give him a shorter deal, but more money, which will (laughs) penalize them. And I don't think he's worth what they could possibly pay for him on a short term deal. Um, you know, I know he won the Cy Young, but as everyone likes to bring up, he walks a lot of people. And, uh, you know, that could work out for a while if he keeps getting the people behind the people he walks to ground out. But I don't know. I don't think he's worth that money. And I'm shocked that I'm still shocked that Montgomery's not signed by anyone. I, and there's no real concrete things going on with them. So I think if another move is happening, I don't think it's either one of those guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel that. Obviously, we've seen the rumors, too, that you guys have seen with the Yankees apparently have another offer out to Blake Snell, a new offer out to Blake Snell. Um, Hal Steinbrenner has kind of talked about, you know, generically, like, oh, we aren't done trying to improve this team. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to go Tim Foyle hat here and try to, you know, Charlie Day with you know, it's always sunny or anything mm. like that. <sighs> It's tough, dude. It's tough because you're saying, you know, you got to go higher on Snell. 
And while the Yankees have that money, there there's a limit for everybody. Obviously, they have all yeah. the money in the world, but there's a limit to what's a smart investment and what's not a smart investment. And I understand that. Monty, I I mean, I totally pegged having him on the Rangers again, and and surprised that that is seemingly not going to happen because the Rangers have said they're done. Yeah, they've come out and said they're done. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Stace. It, it's confusing. I I don't know. It feels more trade more likely if there is anything because that seems to be where they'd be dealing with a little bit more of what they already have you know like they kind of have a a a bevy of guys they could potentially move even considering the soto deal uh so i don't know i i I don't see anything happening from my front the cease price tag was too high they didn't want to go in on burns clearly and yeah i don't know stace I, i i'm not feeling like something's coming but that's just my own personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, of course, he didn't say what kind of a move. He just said another move. I mean, <laughs> it could be not that big a deal, but we'll see. I mean, at least Hal came out and said that, you know, they still want to improve the team. But like you said, I think it's trade. I don't think it's any either see. one of those guys. Yeah. We have no idea. We have no idea. No one does. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for your question. Of course, Stacey, our Locked on Yankees insiders also get priority with their subscription, and they also get a 14-day free trial when they start. Link in the episode description. And with that Fan Mail Friday priority, let's jump to our Locked on Yankees insiders. Our first question is coming from Jack, asking us, what team do you think will be the biggest surprise of 2024 on the upside and downside? Stacy, why don't you go ahead and take the lead on this? I think... I think Toronto's going to do a little better than they did last year. Interesting. Yeah. I think they're going to make, I really think it's going to, I think this is the year where the AL East is going to be three teams bunched at the top again. And then the Rays and the Red Sox, although the Red Sox way lower than the Rays, because the Rays don't really have anyone anymore. And I feel like Toronto may give the Yankees and uh, Baltimore, who everyone is picking to be (laughs) the better team in the AL East. Um, a run for their money, so to speak. I'm looking at the central because mm. the central's always a complete wild card. I feel like the twins could be on either side of this spectrum here because obviously the twins had a really nice 2023 right. uh, that ended ended too short. But like I feel like they could fall off a cliff. I feel like they can continue <laughs> this little run. I really mm-hmm. never know with the AL or NL Central, let alone the Twins or what have you. The Brewers is another team where it's just like, yeah, they traded away Burns, but they got other guys there and they signed so and so. And you're like, yeah. it's always confusing in the Central. Um, so I both, would be. Yeah, it's funny how both Centrals, you're kind of like, hmm. um, I think the Cardinals might actually. Um, no, I'm going to guarantee that the Cardinals will do better than they did in 2023 because they were really bad. <laughs> And yeah, there's shockingly, shockingly bad, shockingly year. bad. And, you know, the only way is up for them. And I feel like they'll do a lot better. I like that one. Uh, thank you, Jack, for your question. We have one more from our insiders. This one's coming from Betty saying, thinking about Nestor's bullpen against Soto. Of course, that was the one where he struck about three times. How excited <laughs> should we be at this early a date about Nestor? Second pitching question. How much better do you think Schmidt can be now? That'll be in his second full year as a starter. Stacy Nestor. Just be happy that he had that recovery thing on Wednesday. That's what I'm more happy about. Obviously, yep. a couple of bats against Soto in February ain't going to matter much when it gets to September. But yep. I care more about how he's recovering right now. 
Yep, me too. I always say that about spring training. It's more about the health of the guys for me and maybe the velocity a little bit just so they're not coming into camp throwing 70 miles an hour. At least they're closer to what their top velocity is in, during, the, uh, during the season. Um, and as for Schmidt, I feel like he'll be better. You know, I mean, they're not expecting him again. I always say this, but they're not expecting him to come out and be the ace. So as long as he's just solid and he's a solid fifth, he'll be fine. Yeah, I think with Clark Schmidt, for me, it's just consistency. Mm -hmm. um, he was talking about his cutter and his slider the other day, uh, I believe to The Athletic. Don't quote me on that. But it was uh, <laughs> he was, you know, kind of it felt like he was a little wishy-washy on those two pitches and the shapes of them kind of blending together and not having oh, the right. right feel for those pitches. Yeah. So I'm curious how he comes out here in spring. Uh, again, it's just more consistency. Kind of had an up and down year, obviously started off really, really slow picked it up there and then the last couple outings you know he was, he was it was tired. getting to him he was, he was it was getting to him so <laughs> it's consistency for me it's longevity for me um and yeah but now that he's built up and he knows what he needs to do adding on more innings to that we'll see how he looks yep uh, thank you betty for your question we have one more here let's get to this quickly stacy this is coming from our youtube community this is coming from isc taylor 109 the top of the lineup is stacked but i'm way more concerned with the bottom the Yankees lineup has been top heavy for a while and has only gotten more top heavy. What are your thoughts on having such a severe drop off after the fifth or sixth spot? I don't know how severe that drop off is personally anymore. No, it's not anymore. It's really not. Um, because think of what the top six are, <laughs> right? And like, even if it does drop off a little bit, having six strong guys in the top of the order is like everyone i don't know why everyone thinks that you know it's not that easy to have a lineup of nine guys that are all good i mean very few teams do yeah you know um but i really don't think there's going to be that much of a drop off i think Fulpy's going to be more comfortable in his second year plus yep. he bulked up a little bit have you seen what he looks like because uh i yeah, I saw him in the batting cage on Thursday and didn't realize it was him until someone pointed it out. And I was like, that's Volpe? Okay. Um, and, you know, he's changing his approach a little bit. And I'm excited about that. And I feel like, I don't know, I think the bottom of the order, it's not going to be, you know, they're not going to be murderer's row, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was last year. I think there might be a little bit of a, an improvement there. Yeah, I remember the six could be Alex Verdugo. Yeah. And the eight could potentially be Austin Wells. Yeah. So if that turns around, then yeah, I think you're gonna be pretty happy with that bottom end of the order. Uh, <laughs> let it play out first. Let it play off, uh, play out. I don't think it's too much of a drop off, especially in consideration of how it has been in the years past. Obviously, injuries play into all this stuff, so we'll see of where course. it lands. Uh, but thank you for your question. We have a whole bunch more. Always reply to that pin comment Monday through Thursday here on Lockdown Yankees. Join the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club as well to get priority for this stuff, as well as a whole bunch of other perks. Check the episode description for a 14-day free trial. All right, we got a jam-packed show today, guys. We'll be right back. We got way more questions to answer. Our newest sponsor is Backblaze. What is Backblaze? It's an online storage cloud that provides a foundation for businesses, developers, IT professionals, and individuals to build applications, host content, manage media, backup and archive data, 
and more. With over 3 billion gigabytes of data storage under management, Backblaze currently works with over 500,000 customers in over 175 countries. If this sounds good to you, you can get unlimited cloud backup for your Mac or PC for just $99 a year. And if you have a business, it works on multiple workstations and offers one-year file retention and version history. Even better, Backblaze has restored over 55 billion files for customers. You can also get your hard drive restored by mail and shipped to your door. To receive a fully featured no-risk trial, go to backblaze.com slash MLB. It'll give you plenty of time to upload and download some files. Seriously, back your stuff up. Again, go to backblaze.com slash MLB. sign up for the free trial, and see why the New York Times, Inc. Magazine, and Tom's Guide have all recommended Backblaze. Back it up with Backblaze. Back here on this Fan Mail Friday edition of the show, Monday through Friday here on the show. Folks, we got a whole bunch of stuff uh, to get to, so let's go ahead and dive into some more questions. The rest of them today are coming from our YouTube community. Always reply to that pinned comment Monday through Thursday. This one's coming from Vincent M. Durham, 1695, asking us, what are y'all thoughts on MLB World Tour, and what cities would you like to see host a two-game series keep up the great work thank you vincent stacy dream cities to host a two-game set just like we're seeing down in mexico city here this spring hmm i would like to go to southeast asia <laughs> i oh, feel yeah. like hong, hong kong would be a really cool place because that's a really built-up city i don't know how they would pull this off though but if they could build a stadium that could fit enough people but have a view because if you've never seen hong kong it's like set up like some of it is set up on a hill and the rest of the city is below that hill and if you had a view of the skyline from that hill in a stadium i think that'd be so fantastic and awesome uh no pun intended but any of the latin american countries are always going to be a home run uh but uh yeah maybe somewhere in quebec mm. that'd be cool going to canada wouldn't obviously be too hard of travel uh stateside i wouldn't be mad to see something happen in portland that could be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, get crazy with it, man. Go to India. <laughs> go to North Africa. Australia yeah. has a pretty decent Major League Baseball following. Oh, that yeah. They already have fields be... in place. Yeah. That's right. Australia. I sometimes watch the uh, ABL in the winter. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So maybe Australia, that could just continue the fervor down there. Yeah. It's, it's building down there. Um, thank you, Vincent, for your question. We have another one. This is uh, a lot of regulars today, Stacey. This is coming from Mr. Mallory94. Holmes has between 30 and 35 saves, I'm assuming, for this upcoming season. What could his extension look like next offseason, assuming Soto resigns? Okay, a lot of things here. I don't know <laughs> if it's contingent upon Soto. Right. I would say I don't think it has anything to do with Juan Soto. Mm -mm. Uh, the money is going to be the money. I mean, if he has another good season, I don't see I don't know what else the Yankees will be looking for in a closer. Yeah. It's not like they have anything right there waiting in the wings that's just like bona fide, this is their next closer, doesn't matter. Uh it would be more like a, oh, we the Clayton Beater didn't work out as a starter, so maybe he can close, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go like if they did end up going the extension route or just straight up let the go free agency Aaron Judge style. I wouldn't be shocked to see a three or four year deal for Clay Holmes. Yeah, and I don't like you said, I don't think the I don't think Soto would have anything to do with it because I don't think the Yankees would resign Soto and be like, all right, well, that's it. We don't need a closer. 
we'll just we'll just slot someone in there <laughs> yeah 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 i i, I don't think it's going to be like a nine-year deal or anything ridiculous no. like that. you're not going to see that it's going to no. it would be under five yeah i would be shocked to see it over five yeah. so yeah i mean unless he falls off a cliff this year which i don't see why that would happen because he's been good the last two years he was better in 23 than he was in 22 and it wasn't like 22 was bad so keep the trend going right keep yeah. the trend going so. be positive around here <laughs> yeah i i don't see anything wrong really with clay holmes uh when you're looking forward for his uh for his future career in pinstripes i i yeah. just i like him i think he's got good stuff he had a, a little lull there near the all-star break towards the end of the all-star before the all-star break and that was kind of it really Right? Yeah, and then it, what he, he said the other day, he had four blown saves out of the whole season. That's <laughs> that's yeah. perfectly that's perfectly fine. I feel like people are too hard on him, and um, you know, because people always focus on the bad, so they think of that. And I think that was kind of blown up in a way because it was everything was bunched together. But he was pretty, he was solid last year. So yeah, I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, Mr. Mallory, for always being a part of our fan mail episodes. We have one more in this segment, and it's still here with the bullpen stuff. This is coming from at Stavros VL6CO. That's a mouthful. I believe it's the first time. Uh, hello, I've been listening. Uh, I've been enjoying listening to the episodes. My question is, in the current Yankees bullpen, who do you see taking on the the role of high leverage, multi-innings relief this season now that King is gone? I've been singing the praises of Caleb Ferguson, Stace. I think that's going to be the main guy. Obviously, we'll see how spring training plays out, but I uh, I like Caleb Ferguson. That was going to be my answer. Because <laughs> he's the one guy that I thought of. Like, that would probably be the one taking over that role. Um Funnily enough, someone was talking about the bullpen in the Yankees Instagram account and talked about how they were looking forward to watching King pitch and they legitimately forgot that he was traded for Juan Soto. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh it was photo day the other day throughout baseball, and I saw Michael King in, in his new pinstripes for the first time. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. I love photo day though. I, I mean, I like that it's the same day that they do all of the stuff for the stadium too. So they have all the goofy things that they do between the innings and um, they had a funny video of Soto doing his stuff. And the late, I guess the lady director maybe was like, yeah, Juan, that's great. Yes, Juan, like just screaming at him and he's doing all this stuff with the bat and everything. And it was just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> him up, hype him up, man. Got to keep mm -hmm. it going. Yeah. yeah. I like the set they had, by the way, they had the subway set that looked pretty cool. I saw like the behind the scenes footage for that it looked pretty cool. Yeah. And like, was that at Steinbrenner Field? Where was that? Like, did they set it up yeah. somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, it had to be there, right? Unless yeah. Like, they have a lot of room in there. I mean, I've been there, but I've never been inside, really, other than the bathroom. So I don't know how much room is in there, but that was pretty impressive. I know a few things about Florida. I've never I've been once personally to Orlando, uh, but man, there's a lot of space down there. So uh, that that's like the main thing I took away that. And can I get out of here? It's humid. Uh, but uh, the, yeah, I mean, all these complexes are pretty massive at this stage, too. And mm -hmm. Steinbrenner is a pretty big one from my understanding from every picture and video I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, because all the different fields big. and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. It's, a, it's an impressive place. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I imagine that was on site. They had probably <laughs> some sort of media room. They They usually have those kind of media rooms where they just kind of. The, the like like in uh like an elementary school the multi-purpose room you know like yeah. that. <laughs> they got those uh yeah. and that probably that's probably where they set that whole thing up but pretty cool i liked it nonetheless i know that had nothing to do with uh this question uh <laughs> but the answer is caleb ferguson that's for me at least um yes. 
Same. I don't know behind him. <laughs> behind him, I'm not sure. Like if Ferguson got hurt, I'm not 100% yet. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Keenly, maybe Keenly. I, I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. Again, you kind of keep your eye on that here in spring training. Who are they going to try and push a little bit? And we'll get a better idea of that here over the weekend because games are starting here this weekend. All right. We're not done just yet. We had a couple more from our YouTube community. A few more questions on Volpe and things to look out for this weekend. So stick around. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. And by the way, in those parlays, you can bet on someone to score 10, 20, or even 30 points in a game. You can bet on three pointers. You can bet on foul shots. You can bet on everything or free throws. That's what they're called, free throws. And because we're a baseball podcast, your 2024 Yankees are the favorite to win the American League East. Aaron Judge is leading the home run leaderboard. He's just ahead of Matt Olson of the Braves. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Final segment on today's Locked On Yankees. Stacey, I think we're going to get out of here a little early today. I'm, I'm, feel, I'm feeling the Fridays. You know, I'm just like, let's just get <laughs> out of here. You guys go home early. I think that's what we're doing here today. Uh, we got a couple more questions though before we run away. We've got to send a couple more emails. Uh, okay, this one's coming from at Morris83. Year one, I hoped that Volpe would develop into an on-base uh, percentage slash speed player who could solidify the leadoff spot in his first year. It did seem that he has the eye for it and seems to be developing into more of a power slash speed shortstop. Do you think he can or will improve enough in the on-base uh, percentage department to develop into a solid leadoff hitter? Thank you, Morris. I think when looking at Anthony Volpe your brain immediately goes to hit off or lead off, right? Like that, that's the first thing my brain did when I saw him. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember in 2022, I think he let off a little bit. I believe he also batted second for us in Scranton. Uh, mm. He was only there for a month. So don't put too much stock into that. So that's where they were using him. It was, he was kind of just replacing Oswald Peraza because he was the September call up. That was the exact roster move. So it was like him and Florial at the top of the order. I don't know, Stace, I, I'm, I'm a little discouraged by his inability to lay off the off-speed stuff last year, yeah. his inability to catch up to stuff up in the zone. Um, so I'm hoping he's able to work on that, maybe lay off of those pitches a little bit more. I don't know. I would like to think he's going to be a leadoff hitter. I still think it's pretty early to tell, but physically looking at him, he profiles as one. Right. I know he was working on, um, you know, because one of his big problems last year, even though it kind of helped a little bit with the pop hitting 21 home runs was the uppercut swing um, that wasn't really helping him a lot. And I think he was working on that in the offseason is what I read. And, you know, I think I saw in the thing I read that he was aiming more toward like I think my friend joked in our slack that he was. Uh, Volpe was trying to change himself more into like a, you know, if he changes himself into an Ichiro type hitter, that would be much better for the Yankees. And I thought, yeah, yeah, it would. I mean, yeah, the home runs are great, but uh, we say it all the time about him. He does profile more as a leadoff guy and he's good on the bases when he gets on the bases. And those couple of times that he was able to 
start the scoring, get scoring done because he made it to first, stole second. Like he needs to be that type of a player. And if he needs to change his swing to where he's hitting more singles and doubles as opposed to popping home runs and hitting, you know, fly balls and getting out, I'm all for him becoming more of an Ichiro type because he's pesky on the bases and the Yankees need that. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at 12 to 18 homers a year if it meant he's getting on base at like 390. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. I'd rather do that. There's plenty of pop in this lineup in theory. So like he doesn't have to be the guy. Right. And you don't say that on a lot of teams because obviously you're shortstop. You're looking for power. Um, but this team, this roster construction and his projectability and his current status, at least as far as we've seen. Yeah, he profiles better as an on base guy. And I would like to see him do that again. He has uh, he has some ways to go with laying off the off speed stuff and um, recognizing those pitches a little bit better so hopefully he's worked on that and hopefully he continues to develop that because that's that's what's ultimately going to make him an all-star yeah just getting that down yeah all right thank you morris for your question last one today this is coming from at big georgie 333 and this is going to preview our weekend stacy what are the top three things you both would like to see from this weekend's games thank you so much perfect little segue almost like we're in season previewing the weekend stacy uh, we're going to see Carlos Rodon go on Sunday in that split squad, and we're physically going to see it because he's going to be on Yash Network. Uh, that's the home game. I'm looking for him to uh, – I'm looking at that delivery. I'm looking at the delivery. I'm looking at how he finishes. Remember, we talked a lot about that during <laughs> the season and, of course, in the offseason. So I'm looking at how he finishes his pitches. Does he snap them a little harder? Uh, how is he? How is he finishing? How is he coming through – uh, finishing the ball um, and, and just mostly with the newly revamped body, I guess yeah. is the nice way to put it. <laughs> uh, is that, is that helping him out? Uh, we know the velocity might be a little bit up right now, considering where he should be quote unquote versus where he was last season at the stage two. So those are the kinds of things I'm, I'm really watching for, for Rodone on Sunday. Yeah. I would just like for him to walk off the mound after his, what is it going to be? Two innings. Maybe, max, yeah, yeah. I just want him to walk off the mound and not blow obnoxious kisses to people. That's what I would like. I would like for him to be happy walking off the mound because the last time he walked off a mound, it was not very happy. That's true. So. That's true. It's a good point. <laughs> was, last time I walked off was in Kansas City. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to see obviously this weekend. You're going to see a lot of guys, the non-roster invites. You're not going to yeah. see all the big guns. You're not going to see Judge go three at-bats in all likelihood. Right. Like, those guys are still, like, maybe take an at-bat here, maybe take three total over the next two days. Like, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play it. But usually this first weekend is a little lighter. Yeah. Um, I know out of the main guys, what I saw was um, obviously Rodon and then Soto and Judge will be in that game on Sunday on yes. So you might see one or two at-bats from Judge and Soto. And – um I don't know. I'd like to see a home run from Judge. That would be fun. Why not? I mean, it's it's great watching him hit home runs. And I just want Soto. I want to see a Soto shuffle. <laughs> oh, you'll get one. You're yeah. gonna get one. Yeah. Didn't Judge Homer pretty early in spring last year? Or am I making that up? Uh, or do you have no memory? <laughs> I don't have a memory of spring training last year. For some reason, I don't. Spring training just goes out of my brain, and I don't really. You know why? I know why. We're watching the World Baseball Classic. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, probably March, why. Yeah. Yeah. End of February, they're playing those little, uh, <laughs> those like games against the the big league clubs. And then, and then they would went, went into pool play. 
Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. See, I forgot about that too. Good Lord. <laughs> yep. How could you forget that World Baseball Classic? It was I, an all-timer. I'm, my goodness, that last at bat, one of the best at bats in baseball history. <laughs> oh, yeah. It ended a little sour, but man, drama, the drama mm -hmm. of that moment. Yep. I will never forget that. I will. I was standing, sh pacing, hand on head. I that was <laughs> drama mm -hmm. in its highest form. Yep. Um, yeah, we're watching for more drama. How about that as the third thing? We're not yeah. gonna get it. I'm gonna tell you right now, we're not gonna get that no. drama. No, not in the what is it? The second game of spring? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's much. Uh, thank you, Big Georgie. Thank you, Morris. Thank you, everybody, for your questions, including our insiders. We do these every Friday, so uh, definitely. Come around again. We like these Friday episodes. They're a whole bunch of fun. Um, and speaking of coming around again, for everydayers who have stuck around this whole time, we have an announcement on Monday that we need to get to. So make sure to tune in for that episode. We'll do it in the third segment on Monday. Uh, we will obviously talk about these games over the weekend and anything else that pops up uh, Monday through Friday, five days a week. We are back on the grind. So make sure to hit subscribe and be around for next Monday because information coming your way, as always. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week of Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We will see you on Monday.